bum. Welcome to Death Do Us Part Podcast, hosted by my wife, Jamie. Hello. And myself, Mark. What up, y'all? Hey. Hey. I didn't laugh. I know, thank God, because last time you threw me off. I did not laugh. I want to. I know you do. I had to bite my tongue. I know you're holding it in. I am. It's it, amazing. I think it's funny. It's amazing. <clears throat> Best intro ever. It is funny. I'll give you that. I'm I'm a genius. Um, I'm not sure I would go that far. Yeah. But, uh, I mean... But it is clever. You gotta give it to me. It's clever. Yeah. Yeah. Genius is a bit of a stretch, though, I think. Hmm, give me a little credit, baby. You really want me to call you a genius? You know I'm lying. <laughs> yeah, I know. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, I could call you that all you fucking want, but no. you'd be like, listen... Oh my god, these So what is I'm I forgot to get Jack's cold medicine. Yeah. So I am currently Are you gonna order it. I'm on my Target app but currently. Yeah, he, he needs some. You have to put in your birthday, which Okay. Well, if I'm going to make meth, I don't think I'm going to order it through the Target app. Yeah, right. Um Hey, but you never know. But interestingly enough, we were at Walmart earlier for your eye exam. I know and I drove a cart for the first time. Oh my god, that was fucking why have we not done that sooner? I don't know. It was amazing. Um, that I had a fucking blast. Oh, it was on glorious. It. Uh, and the battery was starting to die, which would have been fucking hilarious if it <laughs> wanted to die. Like, did you see me trying to get it back in the store? No. I was like, come on, buddy, come Wait, on. You can make it. Come on. You can make it. I can't it. push this fucking thing. <laughs> but um, yeah, I got age checked for fucking super glue. You did. That was pretty funny. I'm like, why did this just stop? I scanned socks. You have to be what? 17? 17. For super glue? It's super glue. I mean, you might want to sniff it. I would have bought a bigger tube. Yeah, but... The tube still, I bought was like a dollar fourteen. A little sniff and how you doing? I was so confused when the lady came over and she looked at me and I was like, hi. <laughs> like we should have known. Right. And she puts her little thing in and I was like, did we just get fucking age check for glue? Right. That or underwear. I mean, Dude, that's all we bought was glue and underwear. I know. It's crazy with shit going on. I mean, if I'm going to huff glue, I'm going to get like I'm the gonna get good a tub. stuff. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to buy the fucking Vata Gorilla glue you can buy. Right. Not the itty bitty little tube with the precision tip. Right. I'm getting the good shit. So sniff. I can put the rhinestone back on my fucking fingernail. That's why I bought super glue. Yeah. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. It fell off? Mm-hmm. Well. Yeah. Wah, I'm not, wah. um... What one would call um, dainty. So you just you put it back on with super glue and that's, that's what it. I'm going to do. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I I popped two off yesterday. Oh, Took three you? hours, I think, before I... I knew it too when I was getting them done. I was like, I probably shouldn't fucking do this. Yeah. You you shouldn't get stuff so like that. It's so cute though. Yeah. yeah. But you're not... I'm not dainty. You're not like a girly girl no. where Mm-mm. you can have it. You're you're kind of rough around the edges. I am, yeah. And I don't mean that in a bad way. No, it is what it is. I'm not. It's not you know, surprising. But you're just not a girly girl. Yeah, no, mm-mm, I'm not. But the rhinestones are super fucking cute. So yeah, that's why I bought super glue was to put the rhinestones back on my fingernails. Well, you know, you, I gotta have something. I know. So well, well you got. Age check. What are you gonna do? I know. No puffing for you. What the fuck, man? No puff, puff, pass. Jesus Christ. That's what the world's coming to. That and mm-hmm. did you see the thing? Um, 
the FDA is warning not to put NyQuil on chicken? What the fuck is wrong with this generation? That would be disgusting. But what is... That's repulsive. They they ate Tide Pods. I don't think NyQuil on chicken is going to bother them. But, like, the fuck is wrong with you guys? I don't know, but that's repulsive. NyQuil in itself is, like... But, like... It's hard to get down. What is wrong with you? But on chicken... Who one day was like... Who comes up with this shit? I'm going to fucking try this. Right. Or sits at home and goes, I bet you if I put this on the internet, someone's going to do it. I don't know. Like, if these people would come up with ways to invent something that was, like, good for society... Oh, my God! These people are, like, geniuses how they come up with this shit. Babe, isn't that fucking crazy? Like, put it to good use. Yeah, exactly. Not fucking NyQuil on... On chicken. Jesus. But why? Like, what's the point? I don't know. It's not like you're making scissorp. Like, scissorp, I understand. I get it. Yeah. Okay. I mean, you may seize and shit your pants, but all right, you get that four seconds of greatness beforehand. Cool. But NyQuil on chicken? Yeah. I don't know. That's what you call it? Scissorp? Scissorp. What is it? Yeah. Purple drink. Scissorp. It's the same shit. I know, I but I, I'd i call it purple drank. Yeah. Hmm. Scissor purple drank. No, purple drank. Drank. That's what I said. You said drank. I did not. Stop <sighs> yelling at me. My goodness. So what else is going on? Um, it You was, didn't sleep today. I did not, and I worked all night yeah. last night. Um, it, Man, it was fucking busy. Yeah, the couple times Jesus. I called you... I could hear in the background it was going pretty Oh, nuts. my God. Yeah. I can honestly say this was pr- starting Friday. It's probably the bloodiest weekend we've had. Really? All summer. Yeah. yeah. Well, I know, you know, my buddies, they've been out back-to-back homicides. Yeah, one so. of them was there when I got there last night mm-hmm. waiting for a couple of my medics. And then there was another one. That's, yeah, he was there Same for the second town. one. Yeah. Yeah. Same t- here. So here's the freaky thing. So that was Monday. There was another one <clears throat> fri- Friday. Yeah. Same, almost same scenario. Oh, really? Like with the, the type of people. Yeah. <clears throat> down to like kid in the car and like same scenario. No kidding. Friday, there was a really bad wreck in one of the towns. Mm-hmm. A couple fatalities, you know. Yeah. Same exact fucking scenario last night. Oh, really? Like, as the call was coming out, I'm looking at, at my girlfriend, Carissa, and I'm like, are, are you kidding me right now? Yeah. And then, like, the more they're talking, I'm like, is this deja vu? Mm. Like, what the fuck? I was like, you you better get up and go. Like, yeah. if this is going to turn out the same, you, you got to go. So, yeah. It's crazy. It's Because when I was talking to your buddy, I'm like, which one are you here for? Yeah. And he told me, and I was like, oh, yeah, the one that happened on Monday. He's like, no, this was Friday. He's like, but same fucking thing. That's crazy. Jesus Christ. It's yeah. going to be a, well, it was a bad summer. But it, it's going it to be a bad winter, yeah, I think. Yeah, it wasn't a super bad summer. It's it's a bad fall so far. Yeah, it's a bad fall. But, yeah, these crashes are, are bad. The expressway's rough. Oh, yeah. It, it, over there, it's, yeah. people drive like idiots. Yeah. The first one, the first one made the news. Mm-hmm. Um, my sister sent me the article yesterday. Oh, really? And then, I don't know if last night's hit the news. Oh, you know what? I think it did. 
Did it? I think maybe it did hit the news. Yeah. Yeah, just that that area of the expressway. It's man, yeah, a lot of shootings and yeah. a lot of driving like idiots. Well, a lot they of flying. Yeah, they think the first accident started as a, a shooting on the I expressway, which happens out here all the time. Yeah, but I believe it. It's just there's no uh, the cars start on fire. Oh yeah, and it's. I mean, it doesn't take people long to get there. We're talking yeah. like four to six minutes. Yeah. And uh, that's all it takes. So, yeah. It's crazy. Rough weekend. Rough weekend. I, mm-hmm. I give kudos to my cruise because it was the same cruise on Friday night. Oh, <laughs> were, really? Were there last night. Good for that. Well, because it was like Thursday night into Friday morning. Right. Um, But so it worked out that, you know, my 24-hour cruise, same mm-hmm. cruise. Oh. Same fucking like yeah. Man, you gotta see that so, shit over and yeah. over. Mm. I checked on him the first night, you know, mm. and then I checked on him last night, obviously because I was there. Yeah. I wasn't just waking up to pee and seeing how the dispatcher was doing. So yeah, but yeah, same same fucking crew. I felt bad. Yeah, but they uh they really fucking uh, humped ass last night. Got in and out of hospitals and shit for me. So that's good. Thank God. Good. Because I, I, yeah, I panic. No, I don't panic. I'm kidding. No, you don't. I don't panic. panic. I don't. Um, but they, they were great. We were. We had to call other departments probably nine times. For mutual. For mutual aid, aid in yeah. the first two hours I was there. But I mean, we we couldn't help it, and it, like we would call a, a surrounding department for mutual aid, and then we would clear a call. So then they would call us for mutual aid. Yeah. So we were like just bouncing off each other. It was. Yeah. Fuck yeah. That. So yeah, it was uh yeah. They did uh they did a great job. They really got in and out and That's good. Really good job, people. Pumped ass for me. And then one of my one of my guys that was there last night stayed today cuz he's like if you're short, I'll stay. I'm like Here's pouch. Good job. Do, do you need breakfast? A bite Duncan. You're right. So wake up rap. Whew, yeah. Yeah, it was a mm. fuck Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. It's a new week now. And I didn't even call Taker. Yeah. I did that shit by myself. I know. I Ooh. I heard. Mm. You did a good job, though, when I called and you put me on hold and I could hear you doing it. Oh, I didn't actually put you on hold? No. Oh. Just put the phone down. Oh, shit. Yeah, so I was listening. Did to I you. sound good? Yeah, you did, oh. actually. Okay, good. Yeah, you actually did. Well, good. I hope I don't sound so. stupid. All right. Yep. So, uh, Patreon. Yes. New ones. Yes. Hang on. I got to get out of Target because I put totally put the phone down. So, I'm going to have to go to Target when we're done doing this. Mm-hmm. It's going to be too late. Get some medicine. Um. So, first of all, I just want to say, like, I try, I try to keep up as much as I can with answering back. Every message that you guys send, I read. Please know that I read it, and I usually respond in my head. Um, but they literally make my fucking day, hundred percent. Oh yeah, make my day. I like when Love I it. see messages on Facebook and Instagram. Love it. Yeah, Candace, you're 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 the shit. She's always Patreon. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, Candace. She's she's always leaving me good messages. So we have. Uh, we didn't say Tiffany last time, did we? I don't remember. I'm not sure. But it's... Tiffany. Tiffany. Thank you. And Adley. 
Adley. Thank you. I love that name. I feel like, hang on. I, you know what? I feel like there might be a few more. Maybe my page just hasn't updated. Or I haven't checked my email in a really long fucking time. We could. I mean, whatever. Next episode. I found my computer charger so I can finally like. What? Where was it? In my football bag in the trunk. Mm. Why? Yeah. I, I, what was it doing there? I don't fucking know. Interesting. I have no idea, babe. I, I don't know. Mm. Okay. I can't. I don't know. I can't figure this shit out. At least you found it, though. Yeah, finally. Thank God. So, today... Yeah, what do you got for us uh, today? We are doing Lindsay Buziak. Okay. It's a Canada. It's a Canada case. A what? Canada. 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 It is a request from... Hang on. Oh! <gasps> You know what I found, babe, that I totally forgot to fucking tell you? What? And you know I ordered them fucking things. Hang on. Let me find out who the request was from. Okay. So, Lindsay Buziak was a request of Kelly Landon. Mm. Yes. Oh, shit. Was I not, sorry. Was I not supposed to say your last name? I don't know. She put it on there. So. Yeah. Kelly, I'm sorry. Uh, or I probably wrote it down. You did. So, I'm sorry. You did. But. I. You know, here's the thing. I feel... If I put my last name on there, it's okay to use it. Does yeah. that make sense? Yeah. I apologize. But Kelly, yeah. Kelly requested yeah, the case. Yeah, that's my bad. Yeah. Jesus Christ, babe. I know. I swear to fucking I'm God. such an idiot. Guys. That's what I do I'm with such every day. an idiot. Every day. But Kelly's awesome. Kelly is awesome. Yeah. She's, awesome. she's one of them that... Uh, she's been there from the she, get-go. She makes my day. Yeah. She leaves me lots of lovely comments. Yeah, she's been there from yeah. the, the get-go. You guys really are, like, legit the greatest. You're so good for my self-esteem. <laughs> <laughs> like, for real. So, um, so, okay, I have to get new Crocs, obviously. Jax was wearing them today? Uh, yeah, but I needed to get white ones. Oh, they're so so terrible but it's winter so i have to get fur lined ones you know the fuzzy ones jesus babe you know how you can get charms for your crocs Uh, yeah you know what i found what mean girls that's pretty cool i gotta give it to you but crocs are terrible no with mean girl charms crocs babe there's a charm that says she doesn't even go here oh god it's gonna be amazing they come (sighs) tomorrow you ordered them? Fuck yeah, I did. Oh my god, babe, it's Mean Girl charms. How do I not? You ordered the Crocs though. Oh yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, I need them. Would you prefer me to wear white ones or my uh, zebra pink and black ones? I like those. <laughs> I mean, fuck, they're Crocs. They're I feel like terrible. if you're gonna wear Crocs, you might as well just fucking go all out. You, you might as well. Yeah. Whatever. <clears throat> They're the worst looking shoes ever. They're so fucking comfortable, though. I get that. Ugh. Everyone says that. I get it. They're but amazing. You're not going to change my mind. And They're like fucking terrible. You get them, and you're like, I'm just going to wear it. Like they'll be house shoes. Yeah, mm-hmm. They'll be house shoes. And the next thing you know, you're wearing them all the time, and then you have to put them in sport mode if you got to go like fast. Oh my god. Yeah. Babe, they're terrible. We were watching. Uh, what do they call it now? Live rescue, whatever yeah. it was. Yeah. <clears throat> the kid raced the cop and he put his cracks in sport mode. <laughs> uh, he's like, hang on, I got, I got to fix this. So, oh my 
God. All right, so Kelly, this one's for you. Yes. This one's weird. Okay. It's unsolved, which I fucking hate. Ooh. Um, hate it. Yeah. But unsolved ones are rough. Yeah. Uh, I feel like there's a bit of a resistance, though. That's why it's unsolved. Ooh. Okay. There's a lot of different tree branches that you could go off of. Okay. It's weird. So, all right. I'm picking <clears throat> up what you're putting down. So, Lindsay Elizabeth Buziak was born on November 2nd of 1983 to parents Evelyn and Jeff in Victoria, British Columbia. She has one sister named Sarah. Lindsay grew up super close to her parents, especially her dad. And to know her was to love her, everybody said. She was popular in school and described as kind, caring, and beautiful, which she was. She was gorgeous. Um, She was very trusting and saw the best in everybody. And because of that, she decided to follow in her dad's uh, footsteps going into real estate. She was an absolute natural at it. She was easy to talk to and she was a good talker, basically. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And she could sell things. Um, She was was new to it, so she was just getting started. She was young. She was only 24. Oh, wow. So she took some real estate courses. And in one of those courses, she met a man by the name of Ryan Zalo. And I might be saying that wrong, so I apologize. Zalo. Um, he was immediately drawn to Lindsay because she's fucking gorgeous. I would have been too, you know. But she was not interested. Good looking girl. Yeah, she is. Not interested at all. Um, her her boyfriend's like a um, an affliction guy. Oh yes, the affliction T-shirts. Yeah, with like the love it. I mean, it was early nineties. So that was when like no, affliction was like a two thousand thing. That's what I meant. Early two thousand. Yeah, I'm sorry, not was early two thousand thing. So he was the right on par. Af- the tight affliction shirts with like the half stonewashed jeans and yes. like the shirt kind of in the belt buckle. And yeah, tucked in in the front, but then like hanging out. In yeah, the back. like one of his pictures. Like that's me describing his picture. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, he was fitting. So <clears throat> Ryan ended up introducing um, Lindsay to his mom Shirley. She worked for a huge real estate company um, and offered Lindsay a job as a junior real estate agent. Mm. Now, Ryan had a brother named Jason, who was also a real estate agent, but was mainly a mortgage broker. So he started coming to the real estate office pretty much every day. Mm. Oh, I'm, I'm coming to see my mom. No, the fuck you are not. He wanted Lindsay. Right. So he ended up asking her out and they started dating. Despite the fact that his brother wanted her first, which I kind of feel is like a dick move. That kind of is. But yeah. I, I guess, if, I mean, they're going to say it now. He was okay with it. No, the fuck he wasn't. No, he wasn't. He was not. No. That's, I don't care what you fucking say. No, no, he wasn't. It's not. So. Not cool. Within months, uh, they had actually moved in together. Mm. They moved in to Shirley's $1.3 million vacation home. What? In Shanigan Lake, which was by Victoria. Wow. Yeah, Mama was a good real estate agent. Uh, apparently. So, Shirley, um, <laughs> she was one of those that had to insert herself into everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and was very controlling. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. Okay. Um, it wasn't long, though, until Lindsay figured out that Jason kind of took after Mama. He was a little bit controlling, exhibiting the same type of behavior. Really? And she was like, mm, Fuck this. Yeah, not having it. She was not having it. So she decided that she wanted to move out and go back to Victoria. 
Now, Jason was devastated. He begged her to stay, said that they could move back to Victoria together because it sounded like a big part of her unhappiness was being away from her friends and family. Yeah. I mean, she wasn't far, but she wasn't close anymore either. Right. So, and again, she's she's young, you yeah. know? Yeah. So, she moved back to Victoria. Jason ended up following her. And uh, eventually, he wore Lindsay down and they got back together. In the fall of 2007, they moved into a condo together in Victoria. This was also owned by Shirley. Um, sir, you're a mortgage broker. Can you get a mortgage? Yeah, right? I mean, that's cool. Your mom's, you know, handing yeah. you stuff, but could you buy your own? <laughs> right. It's Just about saying. time for you to, you know, move on. Get a mortgage because yeah. you're a mortgage broker. Right. Yeah. Just putting I don't that know. Out I there. thought that was weird. Like, I feel like that's her way of keeping things under her thumb. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So this uh, this condo apparently was fucking decked out. She had just spent 70 grand on renovations. Ooh. Yeah. That's that's my Jesus. year. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so despite all this, moving back to Victoria and living in this lovely condo, it still wasn't what Lindsay wanted. She wasn't happy. Yeah. Um, she started to tell friends and family that she just uh, wasn't having it. She was thinking about leaving, but didn't really know how to and, mm-hmm. you know. So on January 31st of 2008, Lindsay received a phone call from a woman looking to buy a home for her and her husband. Um, they, this woman said that they were from Vancouver and they were ready to move. Uh, her husband had gotten transferred and they wanted to move immediately. Mm-hmm. They needed a minimum of three bedroom, three baths with a separate area for a nanny. And their budget would be a million dollars. Oh, my God. Yeah. Must now, be nice. The, the, the catch is that they were going to be in Victoria the upcoming weekend for three days. Mm-hmm. And they wanted to buy that weekend. Yeah. They wanted something new. They wanted something vacant. And they wanted something ready to move into immediately. Now, the one thing that stuck out about this phone call was the woman's accent. She had either a a Mexican-type accent, this is how Lindsay explained it, a a Mexican or a Spanish-type accent. Yeah. And Lindsay didn't really notice anything at first. It was awfully thick. She had a hard time kind of understanding her. But eventually, she would start to say it sounded fake. Okay. It didn't sound real. Like someone trying to... Yeah, and she couldn't quite place what kind of accent it was, and the the more she listened to it, the more fake it sounded. down. Yeah, yeah. Hello. Yeah, so... What are you doing in there? God, you're so stupid. (laughs) (laughs) So... Turn the page, Jamie. Oh, my God. (laughs) Come come get your boy. Where's MacGyver? Can he come get you? (laughs) Um... So the caller was was adamant that they had to buy this weekend. So Lindsay had to find something. So this was a huge deal. Um, a little out of her league almost because she was still new. She was still a junior agent. Yeah. And she was a little apprehensive about it. However, the commission on a million dollar sale would be fucking ginormous. Oh, yeah. Like tens of thousands of dollars. It, yeah. would, it would be huge. So right. <clears throat> she was like, fuck it. Let's do this. Okay. So. She said the whole thing seemed kind of off and made her uncomfortable, but she really wanted the money. Um, Her friend said that she had previously said, you know, she was kind of stressed out about money, but 
she was, she was going to do it. Right. So she asked the woman, you know, how the fuck did you find me? Like, because she called her cell phone, which is random. And the lady with the fake accent was like, well, one of your previous clients and gave her the name of a legitimate client that Lindsay had had. Yeah. So Lindsay attempted to call this client to ask, you know, did you recommend me? If you did, thank you, blah, blah, blah. Right. They were out of town. Okay. So she didn't have a chance to talk to her. So it, it didn't stop Lindsay, though, from continuing on with the deal. She uh, immediately started looking and found a couple homes. Um, da, da, da. After the initial call, there was actually 10 more uh, phone calls between Lindsay and the couple. We don't, I don't know if it was the man or the woman that she spoke to. Um, it, they don't know if these people gave her a name. Because if they did, Lindsay never told anybody and she never wrote it down. Right. They were in her... F- so I am sorry, my finger just hit mute, or I, I paused it on accident. I'm sorry, baby. I'm gonna fucking mute you. Oh my god! Oh, Jesus Christ! Okay, I, I was sliding my finger. There was a pop up, so I pressed that, and then I slid like the mouse, and then it fucking muted it. So that's we, my bad. We all stopped listening like four seconds ago. <laughs> Dude, you suck. Just saying. <laughs> you suck. So, we nobody knows if, if this couple gave Lindsay a name. I mean, can you get prepared? And now I forgot my headphones. Jesus Christ. Um, I'm struggling over here. You babe. are. So, she, she had them in her phone as a million dollar. That's all she had them in. Yeah. So, um... On February 1st of 2008, Lindsay emailed some suggestions to the couple and provided the addresses of a couple places. The one that they wanted to see the most, which was almost perfect for them, was at uh, 1702 D'Souza. Hmm. I think it was D'Souza Lane. Okay. Uh, it was a five-bedroom, four-bathroom house for 964000 Jeez. So it was, it was under budget. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. So, she's still thinking, it's all kind of fucking sketchy, mm-hmm. you know? So, she doesn't really want to go by herself. Um, she really was hoping she could talk to the previous client. She was telling friends and family that she was uncomfortable, but her dad's like, you know, it's good. Just bring somebody with you. Yeah. You know, it's it's a huge sale. It's It'd be, it'd be dumb to pass it up, really. Right. So, um, she ended up asking Jason to go with her. Now, all of her friends were going to be out of town. So that was one of the things that she was a little apprehensive about. It was uh, one of her friend's bachelorette parties. And it was going to be like an overnight thing, Saturday into Sunday. Yeah. And this couple was like, no, we have to see it. Like, we have to see these homes. We have to buy this weekend. So Mm -hmm. she was going to have to give up the weekend, which she was kind of pissed about. But that's what you call being an adult. Yep. It's adulting. Which some people could learn that. Okay. So now there's a couple versions of what happened that day. A couple variations depending on sources. Also depending on the time you talk to somebody. Um, Jason's story changes a little bit. Hmm. So, yeah. All right. So I'll try to, I'll let you know when it's, you know, as as confirmed as it can be. Yeah. Yeah. So, <clears throat> on February 2nd, 2008, Lindsay is scheduled to meet the mystery woman um, at the house at 
Meet me. Now, <laughs> the woman told Lindsay that she would be coming alone. Her husband couldn't meet her. Yeah. So she met Jason for lunch at a restaurant called Sauce, which is awesome. Uh, that's awesome, Sauce. Yeah, they're closed now. Oh, dude. Yeah. That's, that's awesome, She sauce. has a lot of pictures from there, so it had to have been like a big hangout yeah. for them. Um, Fuck yeah, it is. So they ate, they hung out for a little bit. This was confirmed uh, by a server there who knew Lindsay pretty well. Now, according to the receptionist at the Remax uh, Chatterton, Chatter, yeah, Chatterton Way office. Sure. Lindsay came into the office between 3 p.m. and 4 p.m. So she would have been at lunch. Yeah. Okay. So the reception, the receptionist is saying no, and the receptionist's name is redacted. Um, she possibly had the time wrong, but she said that Lindsay was feeling, quote, really weird and, quote, freaked out about the showing, and that Lindsay gave herself and a coworker the phone number for, you know, million dollar to search for any records of any other agents in Victoria that might have dealt with them. Couldn't find any. Yeah. So she kind of was like, well, then how did the other client, like, did they just recommend us kind of thing? So, Yeah, um, interesting. So now the receptionist swears up and down it was between three and four, but she was at Sauce and they paid the bill at 424. Mm-hmm. So that would have been 20 minutes after she was at the office. That couldn't happen. Yeah. So now Jason had to go to a body shop and Lindsay needed to go home to change. So they left Sauce separately going in different directions. Awesome Sauce. Yeah. Jason arrived at SHC Autograph Graphics excuse me, at 429. Um, he was, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, he initially said that he had to go to this body shop because Lindsay had actually been uh, hired by them to sell a property and that he was going to secure the deal as the mortgage broker and had all the paperwork. Hmm. So then he was going to go from the body shop to this home to meet Lindsay to have her sign the paperwork. Okay. Okay. It doesn't come out for years that there was no paperwork. What? There's no paperwork. And it doesn't come out for years? For years. Jason finally admits after years that what? there was no paperwork. Now, well, I kind of don't understand. Yeah, because he was going to go there anyways. She had asked him to go there, yeah. you know, for the showing, to, to be with her for it. And he had actually offered to do the showing for her. Right. So why lie about paperwork? You were going anyways. You know? Uh, yeah. So, kind of weird. Just a bit. Yeah. So, he ends up, he goes to this this body shop, and he leaves with a co-worker. A co-worker of his um, mortgage office. He is seen leaving on CCTV at 5.30. Some sources say 5.29. Um, but this is caught on cameras from the business next door, because the cameras at the body shop were not working that day. Okay. Uh, he left with co-worker Cohen Oatman, which I feel like it's kind of a weird name. It is. Okay. Yeah, it is. You don't want to be a dick, but that's like, it's hard naming a kid. You know? Yeah. Sorry. <clears throat> that was loud. Do you need to take a puff, too? No, it hit my transmitter. Take a puff, Jamie. No, I think I'm okay. Um, 
I was trying to do that chop earlier, and Jax came in, and I was shoving like a biscuit in my mouth. <laughs> and yeah. he's like, um, are you eating while you're grocery shopping? <laughs> yeah, you little fuck. Yes. Go away. And Leave then he, me alone. I'm fat. He looked at me. He's like, your sugar's low, isn't it? And I was like, what, would I be shoveling a biscuit in my right, mouth for right. any other reason? And he's like, well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're huge. Did you see them? They're on the counter. No. I will fucking slap you if you take any of them biscuits. Holy no. shit. They're like the size of your head. Random. What, Sorry. What kind of like. It's just it's it's a southern biscuit. That's what it's. Oh my God. Is it like a Popeye's biscuit? Bit on crack. Oh, babe. Yeah. So I was looking Where'd for. Where'd you get it at? Meyer. I was looking for bacon. Oh. For this lady. And I was like, oh, I need biscuit. Dude, put some honey on it. Yeah. I got a lot lower than I told you I did. So I was shoveling food in my mouth. And sugar, but anyways. I'm glad you didn't fucking fall out. I didn't. I was eating a biscuit. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Thank goodness neither for a here, biscuit. Neither here nor there. Sorry. So, um, so it was odd that Jason was leaving with Cohen because um, they didn't really hang out. Mm-hmm. They didn't hang out. They didn't necessarily. They weren't like friends. Yeah. Um, people would say that Jason thought Cohen was a goof. Um, and they never hung out. I love that. I know. That word. Which is why I left it in there. Yeah. I fucking call everyone a goof. Wait till you hear what they call him in a minute because it's fucking funny. Okay. Um, which that's mean, but it's funny. So they were co-workers at uh, Terry Martin's Mortgage Center, which was located at Royal Oak Shopping Center in Victoria. They both started in November of 07 and they followed a friend by the name of Greg. I think his last name is marker maybe they followed him over there now jason and cohen had plans to meet for dinner uh the plans were solidified by a phone call that you know cohen had made to jason and cohen actually called from a payphone downtown because his cell phone was dead yeah um but it was weird because why was he downtown nobody knows he hasn't said yeah um he was he was 14 minutes away from the office and 20 minutes away from his home. And what was he nobody knows what he was doing down there. Yeah. Um okay. so they decided they would meet at SHC and then they would go to the Gordon Head house which was the house she was showing mm-hmm. uh to wait for Lindsay and then they would go out to dinner afterwards. So they meet in the parking lot of SHC and um the video footage shows Cohen getting into Jason's 2005 Range Rover. Fuck you. Yeah, right. So Jason uh, allegedly asked Cohen the night before, which was a Friday, if he wanted to meet for dinner the following night. Cohen originally, per him, turned Jason down and said, you know, they didn't hang out and he would have preferred to stay home with his family after his 10 o'clock hockey game. Despite this, though, he changed his mind and decided to go. Now, Cohen would say that he very, very nonchalantly was like, oh, yeah, I just changed my mind to go. But a lot of people said that Cohen um, wanted nothing more than to be part of Jason's, like, clique, Mm -hmm. and he would do anything to make it happen. Yeah. Uh, Jason and their mutual friend, Greg, oh, it's Martell, not Martyr, sorry, thought Cohen was a, quote, whiny, scheming little creature. It's kind of harsh. I have one of those upstairs. (laughs) 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 Um... Who did nothing but complain, and they they didn't they didn't want him around. Yeah. So why all of a sudden are you hanging out with them? 
Yeah. Like, out of nowhere. They'd never hung out before. That's weird. Mm-hmm. Or alibi. Mm-hmm. Mm. So dun, now, dun, dun. another version of the story says that... Um, what version is this? I don't know. Oh, okay. We don't... Because... So... It's I, it's hard to explain. Like, there's a lot of stuff that was released, yeah. a lot of information that was released, but PD won't comment on it. I gotcha. Okay. So, but some of the stuff is like, PD won't comment on it, so you know what fucking happened. Right. You know? Right. Yeah. So then, the other version was that they the men were going to play hockey. Now, they, they did play hockey. They both did. They were in a hockey league, um, and actually their teams had played against each other on Friday night. And they are in Canada. They are in Canada. So one version says uh, that the men didn't meet for dinner, but they were just meeting up because um, Cohen's team needed an extra player for a game on Saturday. Mm -hmm. So Jason was going to be that extra player. Jason also said that he had a scrub game, which is like a scrimmage game. Yeah. Um, But on the schedule, the hockey schedule, their team wasn't on it. Okay. And I saw the schedule. So there has to be some validity to the hockey version if they, you know, the hockey schedule is part of the the court documents. So, um, so no one, no one knows. Were they going to dinner? Were they playing hockey? Were they doing both? Like, and who the fuck plays a hockey game at 10 o'clock at night? Let me just throw that out there. Uh, I mean. I mean, they were on the schedule for 10 o'clock at night. It wasn't them making shit up. But I, I mean, I got some friends that are softball at nine. I yeah, get it. Yeah, so, softball, be, beach volleyball, or you know, sand volleyball. Yeah, you know, some of the clubs are late at night. I really want to play beer dodgeball next year. Uh, fuck dodgeball. I, oh, I, it's kickball. I'm sorry, it's beer kickball. Yeah, I, fuck that. I'd, well, you can't play. I can. Yeah, I know, but I'd rather do softball. No, no. I like that. Well, you don't get to choose. I can't yeah. do shit right now, so. <laughs> so fuck it. I feel like it should be noted, and I don't know why, but I feel like this is pertinent because it's in every fucking article that you read. Um, that their mutual friend Greg Martell was described as quote a shady broker who shafted a lot of people. Shafted. Shafted. It, this resulted in several civil actions filed against him, and by several oh, really? I mean like nine. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. And him and Jason hung out a lot. So it was kind of implied that Jason was kind of shysty, too. Yeah, shady. Um, so either way, the men yeah. left the body shop, SHC, at either 729 or 730. It depends on the source. Um, the real estate lockbox at the home was opened at 529. So it was assumed that this was Lindsay. Now, the owner of the home, Joe D'Souza... So his the street is named after him because he is the um, he was the developer. Okay. Oh, so okay. he was at the house earlier. He came to turn on some outside lights and then left. All right. I don't know why I find that odd. I find it odd. Why? What does he? Why? You just came to turn the fucking porch light on? Yeah. If it's getting dark. You don't live there. The house is empty. Yeah, but you don't want someone breaking into it. So he drives there every night to turn the porch light on? I don't find that odd. You would drive to a house every night to turn the porch light on and off? Wouldn't you buy a timer? 
I'm just saying. I find it weird. Okay, if I don't have a timer, yeah, I'm, I'm going there because I don't want people to break into the house. Babe, I love you, and I mean this with all the love in my heart. You are a lazy fuck, and there is no way that you would be driving <laughs> to a vacant house twice a day to turn a fucking light on and off. Wrong. I would have you. Yeah. <laughs> so the light would not be getting turned on and off. We would be buying a timer. Um, I don't know. I don't know why I find that to be such an odd detail. I, I don't know, because I don't. Well, I found it a little bit odder when it turns out that he's good friends with Shirley and her boyfriend. The mom. Okay. Mom's a little weird. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. I found that to be an odd detail. Hmm. All right. You don't. Whatever. Um, Good talk. Yeah. So, uh, per witnesses, Lindsay was seen talking to a couple at the back of her car in the driveway of uh, 1702 D'Souza Place. Uh, they were talking at the back of her car, which was a black BMW, and there was paperwork spread out on the trunk. So this house was located at the outer end of a cul-de-sac at the intersection of D'Souza and Torquay Drive with the uh, side of the property and fence running parallel to Torquay Drive. This was a main thoroughfare. So it was a a decently busy street. Yeah. Okay. Um, The witnesses described the couple as uh, the male being six feet tall with dark hair uh, and was Caucasian. And the female was a short Caucasian lady with short blonde hair between the ages of 35 and 45, wearing a, quote, distinctly patterned dress. Every source that I read says that by distinctly patterned, they mean ugly. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I would kind of guess that, too. Um, they were able to, like, draw That's the dress. The, like, the nice way of saying it. Yeah. It was ugly. Yeah. <laughs> So uh, these witnesses stated that Lindsay shook hands with the couple and based off of the body language, they didn't think that they had met before. And it appeared as if Lindsay was introducing herself. Yeah. Um, when leaving SHC, Jason texted Lindsay, quote, I'll come meet you and I'll be 10 to 15 minutes or so. Lindsay responded with, quote, OK, I'll see you in a bit. I got to go. The Mexicans are here. Well, it's not racist. She referred to them <laughs> as the Mexicans, yeah. which... Again, makes me think, like, did she have a name? Yeah. I don't, I don't know. On top of the fact, I don't think they were Mexican. <laughs> they were, it's even more racist. Um, well, yeah, because um, the witnesses were um, Hispanic construction workers. Okay. And they said these guys were white. So, I don't, but the accent. Yeah. That's what was thrown her off. So, um. The witnesses said that Lindsay then picked up the paperwork off the trunk and the three walked inside the home. Jason then called his brother Ryan to get directions to the house after he allegedly uh, was not able to pull up directions using the vehicle's navigation system. And I meant to look it up because did did they have navigation systems in the car in 05? I don't know. I feel, I mean, I Range Rover probably did. I, I, My I fucking was Camry say, didn't. Yeah, I probably the higher end cars yeah. so, did, but yeah. yeah, my fucking Honda Civic did not. No. You fit in a Civic? <laughs> no, nah, I'm just saying. Oh, and you had a Mustang, which I had Jesus, a Mustang. I don't know how that fucking happened. Um, the winter was hell oh, driving. Yeah. Do you remember car. when your rental car was a purple cube? <laughs> 
Yes, I do. Because everyone at work took a fucking picture of it. Yes, I know I'm driving a cube. I had no fucking choice. (laughs) That was great. You called me and you're like, it's fucking purple. (laughs) And it's a cube. It's purple. It's the size of a box. Right. And it's purple. It is a box. You just kept saying, it's it's purple. It's Why would they give that to me? I thought it was fucking great. So... Him asking for direct Now, Ryan confirmed this, that he did call and ask for directions. Cohen was in the car with him, and Cohen has not publicly commented on what was said during that phone conversation between Jason and his brother, Ryan. Yeah. Now, mm-hmm. it's odd that he would have called for directions, because um, Lindsay and Jason had discussed this house at length, mm-hmm. um, and it, it had been on the market for about a year but the last six months, it had actually been listed under um, Jason's uh, West Shore Remax office. So, like, it was a house in his office. Okay. It's just odd that he didn't know. And if you didn't know how to get there, why didn't you ask her at lunch? Yeah. So, and why are you calling your brother Ryan? Yeah. I don't. That's I just, what's yeah. kind of weird to me. Because if Ryan's been to the house, you probably have too. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well. I don't know. So, um, like I said, while Cohen was in the car, he he wouldn't publicly comment on what was said. Um, at uh, Jax is loud <laughs> as shit. At five thirty eight, Jason texts Lindsay, "Quote just a couple minutes away." This text was never opened by Lindsay, according to Detective Sergeant Horsley. "Quote the last text Jason said was, "I'm just a couple minutes away." Later, on a Dateline episode, Jason would say that he sent Lindsay another text messages, another text message, excuse me, saying, quote, are you okay? At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward with each new idea, innovation and partnership. We're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. He received no response, um, and he he said he sent it sometime before 6.05. So now they're on this Dateline episode, and they're, they're obviously both being interviewed. The cop is saying the last 10... Text he sent was at 538. Jason is saying, no, I sent another text saying, are you okay? Nobody will say if that text ever existed. So, so we don't know. We have, we have the officer's word saying, no, this is the last text was at this time. And that's what Dateline basically says. That's right. what they go with. But this guy's still on. You know, he's being interviewed and he's saying, no, he sent her a text. I sent her a text saying, are you okay? And she didn't answer it. And that's when I got nervous. Hmm. You should have been nervous before you sent an are you yeah. okay text. You would think. Yeah. But I, okay. I kind of want to, I don't know. So at uh, 541, a call is made to a random friend's phone number from Lindsay's Blackberry. Um, the phone call wasn't answered. It was just a voicemail that was left and it was muffled, like muffled noises. Sounded like a a pocket dial. So, uh, Jason and Cohen get to the house between, somewhere between 540 and 545. 
they pull into the cul-de-sac. Now, both Jason and Cohen state that when they turned into the cul-de-sac, they saw silhouettes through the glass front door. So they saw they said they saw people moving behind yeah. the door. Um, they pulled away from the house and parked across the street, watching from the rearview mirror. Jason didn't want to be like too up in her face, which I don't understand because she wanted you there because she was scared. So you sit in your fucking car. Thanks, dude. Yeah, appreciate it. Th- thanks. Right. And there's two of you. What the fuck. So at uh, five fifty-five. They actually leave the cul-de-sac, and now Jason goes to park on the side of the house on Torquay Drive. Now, he said he did this because it would give him a better view without being the, quote, nosy, um, interfering boyfriend. However, from this spot where he's sitting, there is a large porch and a fence, and it completely obstructed his view of the house. (laughs) Okay. What are you looking at, dude? Right. (laughs) Yeah, it gave you a much better view of the fence. So after another 10 minutes, um, I wrote that. What the fuck? Oh, so. That's what you wrote? Yeah. Wow. Um, I mean, that's usually what I fucking write. So what the fuck? I forgot a couple words. I was also uh, falling asleep yeah. on this page because you can see the pen marks. <laughs> yeah. You but, were doing it today, too, okay. falling asleep yeah. while you were writing. Here. I'd ask you a question and I'd just. <sighs> Do you see all the pen marks in the side right Babe, here? I can't see like, shit. I got my sunglasses on. <laughs> Look at that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I fell asleep like mid-word. Yeah. So, um, supposedly 10 minutes after he parked on that side. So now, ten, 10 minutes is a long time. It is. So, yeah. I mean, I get nervous if, like, you guys are in the bathroom too long. Yeah. So now, you're you're at this home. It's a giant fucking home. You're, you're supposed to be there making sure that your girlfriend's okay. She's in a home that you're assuming because you saw people moving and she's not answering you, right. which I get. Okay. She's showing a house. Yeah, okay. But you can, you can text and you know, Yeah. so I don't know. I'm kind of bothered by that. So allegedly 10 more minutes was spent on the side of the road and then he sent her the, are you okay? Text mm-hmm. again. We don't know if it was actually sent because nobody's confirming or denying like the, the police don't come out and say, this was never this, sent. Yeah. All they come out and say is the last text messages, the last text message sent to her phone was at 538. So they, they never say he didn't do it. But they never say he did. See, see what I mean? Yeah, that's weird. So, so now it's, we're like 20 minutes in. They decide to go check the house. So they get to the front of the house and see that the front door is locked, which is odd for a showing. The front door obviously should be unlocked because it's been unlocked by the realtor to get in. They look through the front door and they see Lindsay's shoes, which not weird, I would think. Yeah. Um, our realtor took his shoes off in a lot of yeah, the homes, but didn't s- ask us to, t- didn't ask me to take my shoes yeah. off. So like they did, but didn't ask me. So it, it's not weird that her shoes would be there, but right. theirs wouldn't be. Right. So now the first thing too is it was a couple. The woman said she was coming alone. Mm-hmm. She obviously didn't come alone. She came with her quote unquote husband. Right. Um, so there's no signs of movement. There's no answer to repeated knocks. Jason then says he checks the lock, the, the realtor lock box for the extra key. To which I say, you've never been there to the point you have to ask for directions. How'd you get into that fucking lock box? 
How'd you know the code to get into the lockbox yeah. if you've never been there? Yeah. Hmm. Inquiring minds want to know. Yeah, that's strange. So then when he couldn't, there was no extra key in the lockbox, he called his mom. And he's like, listen. Ma! I can't get in the fucking house, but there's a garage with the garage code. Do you have the garage code? Yeah. And she's like, well, let me look, you know. Which I, I guess that would be normal for sure. a real estate agent to have. I don't I don't know anything about real estate. So, um, but again, he calls mommy. So she ends up calling him back, and she's like, "I don't have the garage code." So at six oh five, he calls nine one one. He tells the police that his uh, girlfriend was in the home, showing you know the house to a couple, and that she's not answering her phone. He's getting nervous, and he's going to find a way to break into the house. Mm-hmm. So Cohen's going around the house and he finds a hole in the fence because it turns out that there are three missing uh, boards from the fence. Okay. Now, some sources say that Jason kind of shoved Cohen over the fence, but more so sources say that there was a hole and that's where Cohen went. Yeah. So he goes through the fence and sees that the back patio door is wide open. So Cohen goes in through the back and then goes to the front of the house to open the door for Jason. I wrote, um, what? Why didn't you follow your friend? You just stood at the front door and waited for him to come unlock it for you? Yeah. What? What? Sure. So you shoved his ass over the fence. <laughs> you made him go in first. Good luck. That's something I would do. You so would do it to me. Yeah. So I'm, Good luck. Again, I'm not finding that weird because that's something I would do. Let me in the front. Yes. Wouldn't you? I will wait here. You get okay. your ass through the fence. Are you, like, tying your shoes? Are you stretching? Like, what are you doing? Why didn't he follow Cohen? Why uh, didn't he go in with Cohen? I don't know, babe. Why did he walked ar- walked back around to the front of the house and was like, I'll be right here. Yeah. Let me in. Open now, it up for me. What the fuck, dude? <laughs> Ser- seriously. Yeah. So Cohen goes and he opens the fucking door. I'd have been like, bitch, you better be in- behind me, in right. front of me. Be yeah. my fucking shield. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm just here for dinner. <laughs> the fuck? So they go in and they say that they saw bloody footprints. But I don't know where they saw bloody footprints. I can't find that. Anyway. No. Uh, Jason immediately ran upstairs and into the master bedroom. So they did a reenactment with him later on. And when you when you open the front door, the stairs are right there. Mm. So I guess it would be natural to run up the front stairs. Yeah. However, I don't find it natural that he didn't go in the back with his friend. I find it very weird that they're both at the back of the house and he walks all the way to the front of the house to be let in by his friend. I, I find that weird. Yeah, it, it kind of is. I When you put it like that, yeah. You know, like, were you staging it so you would be right there by the stairs? Because, you know... So he's got this guy with him that he never hangs out with. And I keep right. I keep thinking of what the FBI agent in the Jean Benet case said. In staged murder scenes, mm-hmm. the perp, because he says perp. Oh, God, I hate that. Makes a point to put a friend or a family member in the position to either find the body yeah. or be with them when they find the body. Yeah. Was this dude your last resort? See all you could get? Why don't you bring your brother? I mean, this guy's not talking either, so whatever. So he immediately runs upstairs and into the master bedroom. This is where he finds Lindsay on the ground, covered in blood, dead. 
Uh, allegedly, he tried CPR after checking her arm for a pulse, but said that it didn't work because she was cold and he knew she was dead. So, think of your times here. She goes in the house, 7.35-ish. He yeah. gets there, or excuse me, 5. They break in the house roughly between 6.05 and 6.11, because the second 911 call is made by Cohen at 6.11. So you're like, what, 30 minutes? Yeah. She's cold? How? She's she's cold? Yeah. yeah. How How is she already cold? Is it cold in the house? I mean, it's Canada. It could be, yeah. I get it, but... It, it could be. Uh, it, it really could be, and if no one lives right. there, then why would you have the heat on? Well, if you're going to make a point to come and turn the porch light on, why wouldn't you have the heat on? Knowing that somebody's going to come look at your house. Yeah, true. Babe, I'm going to solve this shit. Mm, hey. I'm telling you. Mm. Um, I don't think he fucking tried CPR at all. I don't think he did. Especially because um, she, he, he didn't blood on him. No, nobody noticed that? Oh, then no. There's no way he did. So she, she was covered. Covered in blood. So they, paramedics get there. Um, they pronounce her dead at the scene. Um, the the cops estimate that she was murdered between 5.38 and 5.41. So it was like immediately after they got in the house. Yeah. Immediately after she entered the house with this couple, she's murdered. She's stabbed upstairs in the bedroom. Um, the phone call that was made from her Blackberry mm. was actually a, a legit pocket dial, and it was the muffled sounds of her being murdered. Really? Yeah. Oh, no kidding. That's fucked up, isn't it? Yeah. Can you imagine being that random ass friend? Oh, dude. Who, you know, you looked at the phone and you're like, oh, I don't want to talk to her. Because, like, they hadn't talked in forever. Right. And, yeah. So it was it was actual muffled audio of her being attacked. Oh, God. And it was probably towards the end because there was no voices or anything. Yeah. So they, they guesstimate that she's murdered in that time frame. So by the time Jason arrives there around 545, she's already dead. Now, excuse me, cops are also thinking that perhaps the silhouettes that they saw in the door were the killers attempting to leave out the front door, but then saw Jason and ran out the back door in a hurry, leaving the back door open. Their car had to have been parked somewhere over there on the back street because the witnesses said that the couple walked up to the home. They didn't drive up to the home. Yeah. So they had, which... That would have made me get in my car and yeah. go the other way. Oh, yeah. So I wonder if she even noticed that they just walked up, that there was no car. Yeah. Because that's weird. That's oh, very yeah. weird. It's... You're looking at a million dollar home and you don't have a car? Yeah. Mm. That's completely weird. Yeah. So the autopsy was performed. Um, the cause of death was blood loss Blood loss as a result of multiple stab wounds. Um, obviously, the manner was homicide. The time of death is listed as approximately 5.40. Really? Yes. Which is, it lines up, the police say, between 5.38 and 5.41 is when they think. It's right on the money. Yeah. Now, <clears throat> I tried to research it as much as I could. Um, in Canada, they will put an estimated time of death on the death certificate versus here, where we put the legal time of death. On a death right. certificate. So oh, in, really? in Canada, it's the actual time of death that they think it is. No kidding. Because she wasn't found until 
six ten, six eleven, whatever. So that yeah. would have been the time, but they put the actual time of death on there. Wow. So I did look it up. Good job. She had forty stab wounds. Oh my god. Um so this was a vicious personal attack. Oh yeah, it was. In minutes she was stabbed forty times. Jesus. These wounds were all centralized to her head and chest. That's personal. Very personal. Now, one source um, said that she had recently had a breast augmentation surgery, Mm -hmm. and that's where the majority of the stab wounds were. Mm. And her face. She was beautiful. Yeah. So, but that's personal. Oh, 40 stab wounds to the head and chest? Yeah, that's as personal as you could get. Yeah. That's, yeah. So, again, I don't think he did CPR because he would have been covered. You know how heads bleed. Oh, yeah. So... Uh, they also said that there were no defensive wounds, which led the coroner and police to believe that she was attacked from behind, uh, possibly when she turned around to show the couple the bathroom. Mm-hmm. There was no robbery. She wasn't missing anything. And there was no sexual assault. Wow. So they just wanted They her just dead. wanted her dead. Yeah. Quickly. That's personal. So there's there's nothing at the crime scene. They, they look. They bring in um, the dogs. They're looking for, you know, hair fibers, DNA. Anything. Blood spatter. I couldn't find anything about blood spatter in the bedroom. Really? When you're stabbing somebody 40 times, you figure... It's going to be everywhere. If you start while they're standing, it's going to be shoulder level. But then when they fall, it's going to be up on the seat. I couldn't find anything about fucking blood spatter. They talk about it. They talk about how they look for it. But then they also talk about how... They don't talk about it. The police don't talk about it. That whatever evidence they found in the house, we don't know of. Close to the vest. They are, which is bullshit. <laughs> Tell me. So, um, they noticed the three boards from the fence are missing, um, and off of the um, neighbors' statements, you know the witnesses. Yeah. They were able to create a composite sketch really? of the man and woman and of the ugly dress. <laughs> However, Saanich Police Department doesn't release it for a year. Why? Don't know. Okay. There's no explanation. That makes no sense. No, none. So, obviously, they're, they're looking for everything. They have the dogs come out. The dogs search along the eastern and western perimeter of the uh, yard and the home, but not the south, uh, police state that it was quote contaminated by the movements of police and EMS. Mm-hmm. So they didn't do they did east and west outside and inside, but didn't do south outside or inside. Makes sense, right? It did to me. Yeah. So they searched the house for a quote knife or other sharp object, uh, any hair or fiber evidence, DNA, and quote blood spatter. All they would comment on was that they didn't find a murder weapon. They eliminated the homeowner off of footprints and fingerprints. Um, And the... Do I need to go there? No. So the Sandwich Police Department's uh, focus quickly switched to the phone that this couple was using to call Lindsay. Are you ready for this? Yeah. (laughs) It was a fucking burner phone. Really? Yeah. But it gets weirder. So it turns out it was a prepay phone uh, bought in Vancouver... And it was registered to a, quote, Pablo Rodriguez, okay. which the police concluded was a fake name. Yeah. Good job, guys. Yeah, I would think so. Good job, guys. They no Pablo. They could have made it like 
George Glass. Yeah. Or my God. <laughs> <laughs> I heard that today and laughed for like an hour. Um, uh, now, cunt. it was registered, though, to a, a legitimate business address. Yeah. But they didn't find any connection between the two. Um, based on cell tower data, police were able to determine where the phone was purchased and when it was used. Yeah. So they did track it down to where it was purchased. However, um, it, the phone had been purchased in November of 2007. Oh, wow. So they had no video. The, yeah. the store had no video anymore and nobody could remember you know, right. who did it. So it was shown, obviously, that it was bought at a Vancouver uh, convenience store, but it wasn't activated until late January of 2008. So it was bought in November of 2007, but it wasn't activated until they made the first call Mm -hmm. to Lindsay. After the murder, it was never used again. Wow. Smart. Mm Mm-hmm. So they did know, too, that the phone had traveled to Lindsay's area 24 hours prior to the murder. Um, and that Vancouver is where the first calls to Lindsay were made. So that's where the couple said they were from, was Vancouver. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, is Vancouver an island, or this Victoria has got to be off an island? Because it took they, they were on a ferry. I think Victoria. Sorry. I, d- don't, Sorry, my Canadian peeps. Yeah, I don't, don't know. Don't quote me. I, I don't know. I know Vancouver's a huge city. Yeah, that I know. Victoria, I'm not positive. I don't know. So all the calls um, to Lindsay from the couple were made from this phone, but never again after the murder. Immediately after the murder, it was never used again. Um, so everyone at this point agreed that this was a well-thought-out, significantly planned personal murder by someone who knew what they were doing. Um, the Saanich Police Department mm-hmm. spokesperson, Sergeant Dean Jansen, said, quote, This killing was very organized. There was a lot of planning and effort and forethought. There was. Yeah. These are the most complex crimes, and this is the most egregious crime, and often they can become long-term and complicated. Mm -hmm. There are people in this community who are withholding information. We know this is a bit of a cone of silence around this. Mm. So they, the police allude a lot to, we know you guys don't want to snitch. Yeah, but Snitches we don't. Get right, we don't give a fuck about your skeletons in your closets. We right. don't give a fuck about anything. If you have information, talk to us. But they they say that a lot about snitching. Right. So <clears throat> they um they think it was a targeted murder by someone who was close to her, mm-hmm. and that the, the mastermind that's the word they use was in the home at the time of the murder. Um, they felt that she was targeted by somebody that was close to her. And according to uh, Detective Sergeant Horsley, quote, there is nothing in her life, and we've conducted an extensive background check, that would indicate that she was involved in anything criminal, in anything of a domestic violence relationship, and that is the most perplexing thing. It is also possible Busiak's killers were under the impression she had revealed information she shouldn't have, or perhaps she was somehow connected to a dangerous person without knowing it. Yeah. You can know a person who just works and minds their own business in Victoria, yet through a very brief network of friends, you could be absolutely connected to people that are involved in very bad things. Oh, yeah, that's anyone mm-hmm. in anywhere. You know, it doesn't have to be a specific place. No. So that now, could be anyone. In December of 2007, Lindsay went to Calgary to visit her dad. Yeah. While she was there, she told her dad that she couldn't talk about it now, but she had seen something very bad 
that she wasn't supposed to see Mm. and left it at that. Now, after she was murdered, the police uh, discovered that she had reached out to an old friend of hers via phone and Facebook. And this friend was a relative of Erickson Lopez. uh, I practice saying this word now. I can't say it. Uh, Del Calzar. uh, Del Del Calzar. Yeah. Uh, Shortly after returning to Victoria, Erickson's cocaine trafficking ring was busted. A lot of people lost a lot of money and a lot of drugs. And by a lot, I mean millions of dollars in drugs was seized. That'll do it. A few days before her murder, Erickson was charged in the largest cocaine trafficking case in Alberta's history. Really? How much? A lot. I don't know. I just got goosebumps, though. So now now they're looking into previous relationships. Mm -hmm. Because they're like, what the fuck? How does this, like... Well, white girl have this connection, yeah. you know? So <clears throat> prior to dating Jason, Lindsay was dating a guy by the name of Matt McDuff. Um, while dating him, her phone ended up being tapped due to Matt's association with uh, Jasmahan Singh Baines, who was involved in the trafficking and the sale of illegal narcotics in British Columbia and Alberta. Information taken off of her and Matt's phone led to a drug raid in 2003. So then the cop is completely wrong about her background. Yeah. But, well, no, because yeah. they, they do come out and say that while she knew someone who knew someone, she had no part in it. But it doesn't matter. She knew someone who she, knew someone. She knew someone. And I don't buy that shit. You didn't, you didn't know. You didn't know your phone was tapped? I, mm. You don't know who your friends are? Yeah. Fuck so, that. Now. She knew. Um, like I said, police still found no connection with Lindsay or even evidence that she knew what was going on. So there was no evidence to prove it. But, right. Mm, mm, mm. So recently, you know, she had been talking about leaving Jason. And she had been talking about Matt a lot lately. Not that she wanted to get back together with him, but just that she missed what she had with Matt. And yeah. she wanted that with Jason, an actual relationship. Right. Now, um, Shirley would come out and say that the day before she was murdered, um, she told Lindsay told Shirley that she was afraid of her ex-boyfriend, Matt, which was not true. Yeah. She'd never said that. She had never expressed, expressed any fear with Matt, nothing along those lines. Okay. Um, <clears throat> she is planning on breaking up with him at this point, mm-hmm. and she you know, is telling people that she's going to. Her friend Nikki is over one night um, after she got back from Calgary and they're talking about her leaving. Yeah. They assume Jason is asleep. He's not. He gets up. He freaks the fuck out. Nikki gets scared. She runs from the apartment. Lindsay follows her. Yeah. So Jason naturally follows them. Yeah. But not in a good way. These girls are... So, Lindsay was initially chasing Nikki, and then Jason came out, and yeah. now he's chasing the two girls and screaming at them. Right. You're not making this any better, sweetheart. No. He eventually went home and then proceeded to call Lindsay 30 times. Yikes. Yeah. I don't have that kind of time. No. Yeah. So... Too much effort. <clears throat> yeah. I don't like talking on the phone. Right. No. <laughs> um... They ended up, though, she ended up going on a skiing trip with the family that was already planned um, and had a very extravagant Christmas provided by Jason. Mm -hmm. And when they came back from this trip, she told friends and family that she had changed her mind, that she was going to stay with Jason um, 
And it, that's just what it was going to be. Yeah. Well, after the whole chasing incident, he called mommy to fix it. Ah. Uh, mommy fixed mama. it. Mama. Right. She fixed it. Right. You bah, know what? The meatloaf. I judge, but I get it. Yeah. I get it. Fuck with Jax. Yeah. Mm-hmm. True. Yeah. Just saying. Before, I'd be like, you're fucking crazy. And then I'd be like, mm, I get it. Yeah. I feel you. I got you, Shirley. Mm-hmm. Yeah. True. I probably shouldn't say that. Um, so they're, they're searching at everything that they possibly can. Um, they discovered that Lindsay had erased um, hundreds of messages off her phone in the weeks prior to her murder, which to me is not odd. That's what you do. I hate having that fucking icon and I hate having 157 text messages. Yeah. So like I have to keep certain text messages for work and it fucking kills me. It drives me crazy. Yeah. So that's not odd to me. Um, They noticed a steady decline in her uh, social media activity just prior to the murder, which was odd for her. She was a daily Facebook user. It was new kind of thing. Yeah. Um, She wasn't posting. Friends weren't posting on her page. Stuff like that. Now, the day after Lindsay's murder, another female real estate agent by the name of Jasmine Parsons received a call from a woman with a very strong Mexican or Spanish accent. Hello. <laughs> I think that's Austrian, but I mean, well, did you know Mel Gibson was born in Australia? No. By the way, I didn't know was that. He really? Yeah, and that in the movie Mad Max, they had to dub over him because you couldn't understand what he said. Really? Yeah, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. How's either. that for random? Oh, yeah, because he's Australian, not Austrian. Yeah, um, get down! Oh my God, get to the chopper! So this woman called Jasmine and asked her to come to her home because she wanted to to list her home. She wanted to put her home on the market. So when Jasmine's like, "Cool, what, where the fuck do you live? What's your address?" The lady was like, "Oh, never mind," and hung up. Mm. Okay, so here's the weird thing, though. Jasmine is Jason's ex girlfriend. Ooh. Yeah. Hang on. Another woman Hanging. gets a phone call from a woman with a strange Mexican or Spanish accent. It's early in the morning. This particular woman could not understand what the lady on the phone was saying. And she's like, what the fuck are you saying? Yeah. And the lady hung up. Do you know who she called? Who? Nikki. Lindsay's best friend. Hmm. So now Lindsay's like, fuck you. You're going to call me. Fucking wake me up. Now I'm going to call you. Right. She called back the number repeatedly until the woman finally answered the phone. You know who answered the phone? Who? Shirley. What the fuck? Mm Mm-hmm. Who then said, oh, no, I didn't. No, I didn't mean to call you. I meant to call my receptionist whose name is, is Nikki. And this Nikki's what like, the well, then how the fuck, fuck did you get my phone number? Yeah. Oh, you know, my son Jason must have must have put it in my phone. And Nikki's like, I don't fucking know him. Right. Like, he doesn't have my number. What? Right. And why the fuck are you calling your secretary with an accent? Yeah. Shirley hung up. That's weird. So Shirley insists that this phone call never happened. Of course. Nikki is like... Fuck you. No, it happened. I have literally nothing to gain from this. It fucking happened. The police won't comment on it either way, which means it happened. It happened. It happened. Yeah. Um, So roughly nine years after the murder, 
it comes out that there was no paperwork, like I said, which I find very odd. You were going to the house anyways. Yeah. Why would you lie about paperwork? Yeah. Here's the other thing. Saanich Police comes out and they give a statement saying that Jason saw the actual couple outside of the home when he pulled into the cul-de-sac. Really? He didn't see silhouettes. He saw a man and a woman standing by Lindsay's car and didn't say anything because he assumed that the showing was just getting started. Now, police say eh, this was the killer's leaving yeah. because he showed up at 545. And again, they're guesstimating that she was murdered between 538 and 541. Mm-hmm. So he says that's why he went to the other side of the street because he saw them standing outside and he thought they were just, you know. Yeah. Um, he described the couple the same way that the witnesses did. Really? Why nine years? Yeah. And how come Jason didn't come out and say this? The police came out and said, no, no, this is what he said. The other thing is, Cohen is not talking. Yeah. So we don't know. If they actually saw people standing outside. And the police are not releasing when Jason said this. They never said he came out nine years later and said, I saw, you know, the couple standing there. Yeah. They came out nine years later with that statement. Why so long? Don't know. What the fuck is the deal? So, do you see what I mean? Like, there's so, there's just weird the whole thing There's is weird things. just yeah blo- it's bonkers so the other thing is um they out there they had um uh like a task force they call it the yeah. Vancouver Island Integrated Crime Unit that's a lot yeah when it was first um formed mm-hmm. is that the word i'm looking for yeah uh Sandwich established po- established Sandwich police didn't one in on it. They were like, no, we can handle our own shit. Mm-hmm. No, we don't want to do it. Eventually, though, they ended up they becoming part of this yeah. this task force. So when this task force is like, cool, let's look into this murder. Sandwich police is like, good luck, because we ain't giving you shit. They refused to hand Why over any paperwork or any evidence. I don't get that. They were eventually forced to hand over information, but the information that they gave to the task force was second and third hand knowledge shit. It was copies of things. Nothing was the original. And they only gave them about a quarter of what they were supposedly had. Why? Nobody knows. That's stupid. Yeah. If you need the help, you need the help. (sighs) There's nothing wrong with that. No, but they're like, and it wasn't even like, to me, it's it was more than a like a sword fight. It yeah. was like they they didn't want these other people to see what they had. This wasn't a you know it, my swinging dick is bigger than your swinging dick, and we don't need you. Yeah, they they legitimately didn't want to give up the information. I don't get that. So now, <clears throat> her dad, fuck, her dad. Um, what? I lost what I had. It has a website devoted to finding Lindsay. Now, okay. he makes no bones about this fucking website. He was on Dr. Phil, um, and he has names and locations and information on this website that he probably shouldn't be making public. Mm-hmm. Uh, drug dealers, shit like that. Hey, to the point, Dr. Phil's like, yeah, Dr. Phil's like, this is how you get killed. Yeah. 
And her dad was like, okay, but if they kill me, maybe they'll catch who killed her. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's a dad. I just got goosebumps. Yeah, that's um, a dad. So somebody posted a message on this website. The first line says, quote, I killed Lindsay and stupid cops will never prove it. So you all got nothing. Wow. He goes on to say how the Saanich police are not doing anything. They will not do anything. And as far as the Saanich police is concerned, they have shut down the investigation, but they won't publicly announce it. So he's like throwing the cops under the bus. Like, I did it. You're never going to catch me because what you could have caught me with, they've already gotten rid of, basically. So, well, I mean, you, you don't get rid of right, I know. stuff from murder. I know that, but, but that's what he's saying. It's been so long now mm-hmm. that yeah. the chances of solving it are, you know, so minute. Right. So he, he leaves this big, long message. And then uh, her dad responds back with, quote, This is the first time we've had somebody step up and claim they are responsible for the murder. I've asked for that from the beginning, that the coward should step forward. And maybe this coward has decided to take responsibility for it. So hopefully Saanich police figure that out. Wow. Now, they don't know who did it. Mm-hmm. They have very minimal evidence. What they do have, they are keeping close to the vest. So, they are not releasing I'm it. surprised they can't do anything with computers. Well, that's kind of what the, what dad is saying. Like, things are evolving. Yeah. Things are, are like, you have to have something she had no defensive wounds, so it's assumed that there were no fingernail scrapings. Yeah. Um, but I can't help the the blood spatter. There had to have been copious amounts of blood spatter with 40 stab wounds to the chest and head. Yeah. What, what, what is that going to prove, though? What are you getting at? Blood spatter? Yeah. 99% of the time in a stabbing that frenzied, the the stabber cuts themselves. Their hand okay. slips down the knife because it's covered in fucking blood. So their hand slips down the knife and they cut themselves. So now you have blood spatter that could be the killers. Yeah, I'm sure they collected blood. So tell me about it. Why, why are you keeping it to yourself? Because. Uh, no, I need to know this. <laughs> I need I need to know. Because it's probably not anyone else's DNA. Well, then tell me that and I will leave you alone. <laughs> You made it like so dramatic. It like, is dramatic. But they're not. It's not. Well, then say that. Just come out and say, you know what? We ain't got shit. Nobody's judging. They, they pretty much have. No, they haven't. They're not saying anything. That's the problem. Well, that's but next like, to saying. It's almost like a tease. I mean, when you don't say anything at all, that's pretty much saying no, you but have I, nothing. I need to hear about this blood spatter. Oh, I do. Okay. I need to know. Why Why won't they tell me? Uh, you got me. You're looking away from me. Like, don't stare at me. I don't fucking have blood spatter evidence. Why are you looking at me like that? Right. I don't know what it's going to do. Uh, I mean, I'm it sure will they, satisfy me. I'm sure they collected blood. I mean, that's routine. But Kind of sounds like they didn't do nothing. I don't know. Maybe they did. Whatever. The icing on the cake. In uh, early 2002, Shirley filed a defamation lawsuit against Jeff Buziak. Oh, really? Yes. She said, what did she call him? Um, I'm sorry, I just had it. 
Um, oh, boy. I know. I'm sorry. Fail. I know. Uh, da, da, da. So, okay. This is from an article. The father, uh, the father of Lindsay Buziak, um, a Victoria real estate agent whose 2008 murder remains one of the most high-profile unsolved killings in Canada. See? Mm-hmm. Canadians want to know. Yeah. I want to know. I, I get it. Um, is being sued for defamation by the mother of the slain woman's boyfriend. He is one of two defendants um, named in a civil suit filed in a British Columbia Supreme Court alleging that he and another woman have been publishing claims online accusing Shirley Zalio of Lindsay's murder. Mm. Which I didn't find anything and you know I fucking love Yeah. Um, the notice of claim filed on April 25th accuses the father of owning and operating the website Lindsay Buziak Murder, which he does, and it's yeah. very informative, um, which publishes information and theories about the still unsolved homicide. A uh, co-defendant is accused of writing defamatory comments on the same site. Um, what does she call him? Uh, an aggravating sidetrack mm. is what she calls him. All right. Yeah. Uh, he said that he's aware of the civil suit, but he hasn't been formally served, um, and that his focus is finding the killers and seeing that justice is done. And if somebody's suing me because I'm trying to find the murderer of my daughter, then so be it. Fucking sue me. I don't yeah. care. He goes on to say he may be an aggravating sidetrack, but why is it so important to her if she's been cleared by police? What does it matter what other people are saying? Right. And he's not, at no point in time do they come out and say, Shirley murdered her. Right. They're giving theories. So I mm. I don't know. I mean, based off of what he's saying, obviously, and from the articles that I read, she really doesn't have a leg to stand on. Yeah. There's no defamation happening here. Yeah. There's theories. And the things that are being said on this website are fact. Right. Like her mom, um, excuse me, Shirley walked in on uh, Lindsay having a conversation with one of the two of the couple discussing the the house viewing so like Shirley would just walk into their condo whenever she wanted yeah that's fact yeah it happened Jason would call mommy whenever something didn't go his way that's fact yeah like so she she really doesn't have a leg to stand on but like he said this happened in 08 cops cleared them relatively quickly like before the end of 2008 so if you've been cleared by the police what the fuck does it matter what a bunch of people on line are saying yeah yeah I'm an aggravating sidetrack to who but yeah, it's it's been so long now. I mean, the chances of solving this are very minute. Well, maybe if they would tell me about the blood spatter. Yeah. <laughs> I could figure I'll, out. I'll, I'll make sure they get that memo, babe. So that is the unsolved murder of Lindsay Buziak. Wow. What a shame. Isn't that crazy, S- though? Stabbed over 40 times. 40 in, like, minutes. Oh, that's personal. Yeah. So it had, I mean, it had to have been. Yeah. Horrific. Oh yeah. So, I, it's just so much. Like, there's so many different angles. You see, like what I was saying. Like, there's yeah, so many I, tree branches you could go off of, and you know, some things you're like, "What the fuck?" But then you think about it for a minute, and you're like, "Meh." All right. Yeah. Like it. All right. Men are stupid. They don't pay attention. Maybe he right. really did need directions. Right. You know, you yeah. forgot how to go to the hospital when I was in labor. Yeah. Exactly. So, I, I don't know though. Like, I don't. I feel like. I have more questions. Yeah. I, and and I knew about this case before. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't... 
Mm. I don't know. And I, I don't think it's going to be solved. I don't, no, I don't, I don't think, think so. they have enough of anything. No, I, I don't either. Unfortunately. I, I, I don't really, <clears throat> really think that the drug cartel theory is accurate. It could be. I it, mean, it, it very it's, well it's could. very plausible. Oh, yeah. Um, Especially after saying she saw something that she, you know. Yeah, exactly. So it, it's, and it, it becomes more plausible the longer it goes because this was planned. Right. This was not. Oh, it was a very well planned right. out. Right. This was not spur of the moment. And. No. Was it personal in the sense of somebody was angry or was it personal in the sense of proving a point? Right. Like horse head in the bed proving yeah. a point. Like. She's a pretty little girl. Now we're going to take the pretty away from her right. kind of thing. You know what I mean? Right. So I I don't, I mean, I feel like that's more plausible than Shirley. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Shirley's just, she's a nosy mother-in-law. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know. I, the the yeah. drug things, she did have a lot of indirect ties to mm-hmm. it and... Mm-hmm. All it takes is you being in the car for one fucking phone call. That's it. And you're done. Yep. So, and it it was, it was just, it was very well planned. They obviously had done this before. Mm-hmm. This was not the first time that they had killed no, somebody because. No, I doubt it. No. It's too well planned There's, out. right. There's no evidence. There's, yeah. there's no fingerprints. There's no hair. There's no fibers. There's, there's nothing. They have done this before. So. It, it was 100% targeted and 100% premeditated. Yeah. But by who? Yeah. This was a good one, babe. This was interesting. I need to know about Kelly, the Kelly, thank you very much. Yeah. This was... Uh, That's a good one. This was a good one. I know another one I want to do, too, that I think uh, my girls would be interested in. Okay. It was a school teacher who um, was stabbed 20 plus times, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, on and about the head and neck, mm. one of which severed the spinal cord. Oh, Jesus. Um, they ruled it a suicide. What? Yeah. Yeah. They literally, like, within the last month, just opened the case back up. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds Because good. the original Emmy was like, she absolutely could have stabbed herself. Which, apparently, no. well, it's a thing. It's it's a thing, but this guy was like, well, she would have stabbed herself in the neck, and then she would have lost feeling, so she could have stabbed herself more. No, no. When you lose feeling, like you you lose your arms. Yeah. But they say that the there was one stab to the back of the neck that did sever her sever her spinal cord, and it was one of the first stab wounds inflicted. Then so she could not have continued exactly. So yeah, they literally just opened it, and I mean, it's been like ten years, if not more. And they, the family's been fighting this long to get it opened. So oh, that's good. Yeah, yeah. We'll we'll check that one out. Yep. And I think the next uh, Patreon, Mark wants to do Steve Avery. Yeah, Got your murderer. Yeah, that that one. Yeah, that'll be a good one. That'll be a good Patreon. I have opinions. I'll keep them to myself. I do too. Yeah, and they're different. Yeah, we've discussed this. Yep, very <laughs> so, different. Uh-huh. So, okay. Well, guys, check us out on social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Keep sending us messages. We love them. Like, seriously. Yeah. When I'm at work and I'm having a shit day and I look down and read something like that, it it literally makes my day. Yep, it does. So. And give us a rating, hopefully a five-star rating on whatever platform you listen to us on. Yeah. 
And if you don't want to give us a five star, tell us why. Yeah. Yeah, that's the only thing. I mean, we probably won't fix it, but yeah. <laughs> at least we'll know. Right. I mean, at this point, we're on episode, what, 60-something? 66, I You think. guys are invested. You know what's up. Oh, yeah, you get it. You know. So. Fuck is a comma. Right? Whatever. That's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go glue my rhinestones now. All right. Well, you have fun mm-hmm. with that. I'm probably not going to. I'm probably going to swear a lot and drop some. So. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for listening. Patreons, we love you. And we will be talking to you soon. Bye. Bye.